Oh my goodness. SHW, this is our wrestling. This is insane. Are you kidding me right now? Hey, 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 what is going on here? The action is fast and furious. You never know who's going to show up in SHW. Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. Business is about to pick up. This place just went ballistic. What is going on, everybody? It's the SHW Podcast. This is our wrestling. B-double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner, and the lovely diana michelle right there and uh we were off for a week taking a little vacation time but hey we're back and um the last show shw 29 it was a huge show but before yeah. we do it how's everybody doing diana you good yeah i'm good rested well fed good healthy all, all of the above perfect all the above. gb how you how you feeling that's an amazing combination uh fed, <laughs> the, the fed part is the best part fed yes. and healthy <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I can't complain. Fourth of July was uh, fun. And the fact that it was Sunday and then, you know, the corporate federal holiday was Monday kind of gave me a little bit longer to chill. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm hanging. I'm ready to, to do some more SHW stuff. Man. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, Fourth of July weekend was was awesome. And it was off to a great start because we started it with SHW 29 and the fireworks yeah. got started early, uh, figuratively and literally. No, no, not literally. We didn't actually have fireworks. But uh. Side note, do, yeah. do, do they do a lot of fireworks in your neighborhoods by chance? Oh, yeah. For like yes. four days straight. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It was like, this is the song that will never end. I mean, yeah. it's crazy the amount of fireworks that have been going off. It's nuts. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say they were fireworks in my neighborhood. They're more like homemade pipe bombs or something. I don't wow. know. Jeez. <laughs> we don't do anything like we're supposed to do down here. Yikes. Right. Well, I knew when it was, when the, whenever the fourth is on a weekend, you could pretty much expect Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday of fireworks. That's just yes. typically yes. how that works when it's on a weekend. So, yes. um, and now that, so in Georgia, for the longest time, they weren't legal. But, um, right. uh, or, uh, but you always heard them on like New Year's and on 4th of July. Sure. Legally, you weren't supposed to hear them the rest of the year, but you would still sometimes. But once they became legal, which I don't know, in the last couple of years, I think they became legal. Mm-hmm. You hear them all the time anyway. Like I hear them right. on all the holidays around yeah. where I'm. I'm Even Christmas. Have you heard them on Christmas? Yeah, yeah. I've heard yes. them on Christmas. Yeah, but I still any, think any reason for yeah. somebody to light something on fire here. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, but I think, I think New Year's and July Fourth are still the two biggest, uh, yep. you know, for uh, fireworks holidays but anyways like i said we started off the weekend huge with another huge show at shw 29 and um since we weren't here last week to review it for you we'll go ahead and kind of go through the card uh tonight and give you a quick rundown in case you missed it hopefully i think it's on iwtv at this point so you need to check it out 
and yeah. uh and see it for yourself but again like diana like gerard and myself have told you all every single show uh it's better to be there live you got to be there oh, live better but if you can't we understand but it's, check it out and, on iwtv and the other side too is you probably should do both because when True. you're there live, you don't have the privilege of hearing us in commentary. Right. We're seeing the wonderful production as this show is put together. And I promise yeah. you, our production team does an amazing job, you know, with in between matches. I mean, it's just phenomenal. So there's a reason we're the best uh, in independent wrestling. And a lot of right. it has to do with the combination of folks you see right here and the right. folks that are behind the scenes. So. Yes. Make sure you're coming and then turn around and watch it on IWTV because I guarantee you'll learn something you didn't know. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, to kick things off, well, before we actually even had our first match, we had uh, a Gary Lamb uh, made his way to the ring, the general manager, but he wasn't alone. He came with uh, Dylan and uh, Todd Sexton. Now, Todd Sexton mm -hmm. is a name that a lot of people in Georgia wrestling are familiar with. Um, he has been backstage doing a lot of uh, – uh, kind of a, I don't know what kind of, what name exactly to call him, but in like a, an authority like coaching, figure. mentoring, yeah. that kind of type a of thing. Authority you know. figure Pretty much type been role. the man. He's been the one yeah. who, who pretty much makes sure everything goes as it should. Right. And so he's been backstage for a number of our shows. Um, however, maybe the last two or three where he's actually kind of come out of the back at some point to help break up a, a melee or something. Yeah. But this was the first time where Gary and Dylan both officially announced that uh, he was kind of an authority figure type role behind the scenes. And so he actually started shaking things up right away. Yeah. We already had a couple of matches lined up and he put a stipulation on them where he made them Rumble Jack qualifying matches. Yeah. So, you know, just to put this in context for people, because people don't necessarily fully understand what's happening. This is the equivalent of when Eric Bischoff showed up on Raw, right? And I'm not overstating that. Todd Sexton is not just some random guy who's been running around Georgia wrestling, right? He right. has done some significant things in other spaces. And He's you guys, been four-time Booker of the Year, was he not? Four-time Booker of the Year, and that was obviously not in Southern Honor. We are right. coming up on our third year anniversary, and right. we know who the Booker is. So, That's like, right. it's, it's one of those things that it was mentioned, but I don't know if people really got the magnitude of this. This is a big-time move, all right? It's literally like when one of your competitors comes and starts working for you. It doesn't happen a whole lot in the industry, but it's happening now, and it's a big deal. Again, the big equivalent, it's like when Paul Heyman and or Eric Bischoff showed up in WWE. It's right. that big. So I don't want us to miss the significance of Todd Sexton in Southern Honor Wrestling uh, probably a year and a half ago, we would have thought that was impossible. So yeah. it was competition, man. Now it's like, how did this happen? How did in this happen? In fact, you remember last year at the Rumble Jack? I was just about yeah. to say that as we're about to talk about the Rumble Jack here uh, during during this show, uh, it yes. was actually Rumble Jack last year that kind of opened that door, the Forbidden Door. There you yeah. go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so you know, now that door's we been did kicked it first, open, right? Yeah, we <laughs> right. we sure did. <laughs> the sure Georgia the Georgia Independent Wrestling Forbidden Door has yes. been kicked open. <laughs> yes. Well, Absolutely. So he, he made the stipulation uh, for a couple of matches and, and turned them into qualifying matches for the Rumble Jack. 
And that leads us to our first match of the night, which was Jordan Kingsley, SHW since day one, been here uh, since the beginning, taking on Stunt Marshall. Mm-hmm. Now, GB, you want to give us a little refresher of that uh, combo right there of what had happened in the previous month? Certainly at SHW 28, they were in a tag team, an unexpected tag team that was supposed to be Cyrus, the destroyer, and Jordan Kingsley, as they were really fighting for the honor society. And if they won that match against All-Star Special, Logan Chase would get all of the 2021 merch for All-Star Special, which let me tell you something. I think we'd all like a piece of that merch, all right? I would. I mean, and Diana's doing merch, by the way, but we'd all like some of that All-Star merch, right? Yeah. The flip side is Logan Chase, if they lost, would end up being the manager of All-Star Special. Well, you already know he is now the manager of All-Star Special, and I can't wait till we get to that. But now that left things on Jordan Kingsley, and it put a split in this kind of makeshift team, and that leads us to the match we had at SHW 29. And... What a great match it was. Um, it was. We talked about it on commentary. We talked about it on the pre-show. Uh, these are guys that physically uh, match up pretty well. Uh, their move sets, they're both kind of high flyers. And um, they, they put on a great show. Yeah. And as it turned out, Jordan Kingsley came out on top. So Jordan Kingsley is now going to be in the Rumble Jack. By the way, a little more on Jordan Kingsley towards the end of the show. If you saw some of the uh, videos that were released earlier this week, you know what I'm referring to. And we'll get to that here in a little bit. But uh, first match of SHW 29, he won the match. He's now in the Rumble Jack. And um, and what are we thinking about Jordan Kingsley? A new kind of an attitude shift as he shifted away from the Honor Society back to almost uh, when we called him Air Kingsley back in the beginning, the early days of SHW when he was a fan favorite. Uh, I think he, he was, you know, he was trying to get the crowd back behind him you know, after his match with Stunt. They seemed a little reluctant, but... Mm-hmm. And and they should be, you know. I mean, it's not yeah. like he's been the fan favorite for a while. He's not yeah. been. So, I mean, just to come out and, you know, win the match, whatever, and who's going to walk with a walker or a night walker or whatever it was. And nobody was like, oh, no, man, I felt bad. I was like, nobody's <laughs> responding. Come on, what's up? What's up? Oh, yeah, we're going to walk with Jordan. Okay, so I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm glad that he's kind of broken off from that, and he's going to be doing his own thing because he needed that fresh, you know, start again. I guess, but I don't know. I think it's going to take a little bit for the fans to get back behind him. You know, it's funny you say that. The SHW faithful can be a tough crowd, and rightfully so. You know, and they are not one who forgets very easily either. Right. Let's remember again, Jordan Kingsley had been a fan favorite for a very long time. And it wasn't until his hunger for tag team gold led him to Logan Chase and to turn against the fans. And not just turning against the fans, but it also involved him really hurting and putting the boots to some of their favorites, like, you mm-hmm. know, the lynch mob and several others. Right. So Yeah, you know, one match isn't enough to necessarily make people love him, though a little bit later they might have felt some sympathy for him, which we might get into that. But uh, I think Jordan's got some more proving to do to the SHW faithful before they start walking with the Nightwalker. But we'll see. This is 
This is what happens when you associate with Logan Chase, and uh, now you're trying to find your way home. We'll see how this works. Right, right. Well, there you go. And uh, help me out with the next one, GB. Was the next one, uh, was that Danny and Rekka? Indeed it was. So, yeah, so Danny Jordan, who we've dubbed Ooh. the queen of SHW, and thus far she's defended her, her queendom very well. Uh, and she hasn't – I don't – I'm not going to say she hadn't been beaten because I, I don't have the stats in front of me, but she's it's done a very good, rare, right? She's done a good job, a great job of uh, holding her own and kind of claiming and, and defending that uh, title mm-hmm. of the queen of SHW. And then you have Rekka Haka coming in the Polynesian savage who, you know, we were a little familiar with a lot of the fans I think are seeing her for the first time at SHW 29. But she's a beast, man. She came in there and right away tried to make a statement and saying that she's going to take Danny's spot, right? And so I think that threw a lot of people off. And we were a little bit like, well, wait a second. Danny's the queen. You can't just come in here and, and, and punk her out like that. And right. well, well, what ended up happening? And what, like a minute and a half? Yes. Shocked all of us. Well, I mean, it wasn't like, she just dominated Danny because Danny was, she was on. I mean, she jumped her. She, she had her in a corner. I mean, Danny had the upper hand for a good bit of that 90 seconds, but I don't know. It just took that, that one, I don't even, what move, what is that move called that she does? It's still, to me, it feels like her head's being smashed into the, just driven into the mat from the fish. I got to be honest with you, GB, and you could probably agree with me here. Um, You've seen Rekka. She's very intimidating. Yes. I've been a little too nervous to go speak to her and say, yes. hey, uh, give us the name of your move. What do we call that? So I don't actually know what that's called, uh, and nor do I really am I eager to go talk to her to find out. So maybe somebody can fill us in on that at some point. But as far as I know right now, uh, you know, we'll just. She's really nice, though. I mean, I talked to her before the show. I wanted to make sure I had all my information correct. She was completely I think she'd be okay with it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Time that, out. Was, that was probably Rekka coming in to beat up oh! your phone. Did she just call me nice? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I, I, I will say this. You know, uh, we've seen some very intriguing things happen in the course of wrestling history and certainly in SHW. And on the pre-show and even when we were previewing the show with AC Mack, you know, we were all intrigued to see what Rekka would do. Nobody anticipated a 90-second match. Right. Nobody saw that coming. And I have to say, you know, we've seen some amazing people come in SHW and challenge Danny Jordan. I think about Lindsey Snow. You know, I think about Harlow O'Hara. I think of some very physical matches. Um, But the reason we kind of consider it domination is nobody – Nobody has come in and beat Danny Jordan in 90 seconds. It just Mm -hmm. hasn't happened. And so, you know, not only did she beat her, then she just walked out. Yeah. It was just like, oh, my gosh, what have we seen here? You know, when we get to a point where we're reviewing the year, and I know we're coming up on the three-year anniversary, and we'll start obviously looking at things. When I start thinking about the most dominating moments in the history of SHW, that's going to be a top one, you know, pre previous to that, you know, we think about Gunnar Miller and his, you know, two minute matches beating this one and that one. 
But this was so different because we've never seen a female come in and do this, let alone to Danny Jordan, who has just been one of the toughest male or female competitors in all of SHW. This right. was mind-blowing. I mean, it really was. I'm still trying to digest what happened and what this all means because it's very clear Rekka is the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you, you mentioned what does it all mean? Well, earlier this week, uh, we saw, and if you didn't see it, check it out on SHW's Facebook page, uh, which is where you're watching us right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but scroll down and find the video from earlier this week where you basically see pretty much the entire match because it was such a right. short match. And then right. at the end, Danny, uh, she's got her gear and she's on her way out of the building. Susie tried to stop her real quick, tried to get a quick word with her. Danny wasn't having it walked right past her and kind of shocked me. She had the burn book, drops it in the trash can, and then wow. walks out of the building. And it made us all wonder, like, is she, is she walking away? Is she walking away from SHW? Uh, I don't know what to make of it. Um, I mean, because clearly Rekka came in. She said she was going to take her spot. Mm -hmm. She beat her in, like, 90 seconds, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. And – Danny, and then after the match, you see it on video. Danny looks shocked. We're yes. all shocked. The crowd's mm -hmm. stunned. And yes. yeah, what does that mean? She threw away the burn book and left the building. Never spoke a word to Susie. I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I, I'm not I, I, sure. I, I'm still. I'm just. I'm still kind of shaken up by the whole match. But her reaction to it. I mean, we we talked about it with AC. What's going to happen if she loses? Will she bounce back? Will she come back harder? what's it going to do to her mentality? Because Rekka was playing them mind games, man. She was in her head. So what's going to happen? This is my question. I don't, I don't. You know, it reminds me of a couple of things. I'll go primarily with, and this is a sore spot, so forgive me. Uh, a couple of years ago, it was 21 to three at the top of the third quarter at the oh. Super Bowl, right? Oh. Uh, I had to go here because that's kind of how Danny started. I, I didn't know where you were going. Yeah. I didn't know where you yeah, were going. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's kind of how it started. Danny came in like a house of fire. And we were just like, okay, she's going to defend her crown. And nobody, I mean, we talked about the possibility of her losing. But losing in a 15-minute match right. versus losing in 90 seconds, it's two completely different animals. Yeah. And the shock for the Atlanta Falcons they honestly haven't really recovered ever since. I don't know what happens to Danny. Now, I'd like to say that, you know, when they caught that footage of her walking out, it was that night. It was immediately after. It was emotional. She was trying to gather her thoughts. She's got a little bit of time to think about it. And I think, I, I don't think that's the last we see of Danny Jordan for a very no. simple reason. You don't defend the crown of SHW for almost three years take an L and leave. Danny has right. gone through a lot in her wrestling career and in her life. I think she finds a way to bounce back. There's got to be a rematch. Danny just can't walk away that way uh, because we've just got to see. We've got to know. And, and I'm not saying that what happened at SHW 29 was a fluke by no means, but I'm very intrigued to see what happens after Danny has faced a massive challenge like this and uh, I don't think she's going to go out like the Falcons did. Yeah, and you're right. because she hasn't, not. She hasn't faced something yeah. like this before. You know? She hasn't. So we will find out hopefully soon enough.
Yeah. But moving on to the next match, help me out again. Is that the tag match? Is that all? That was indeed the tag team match with All Star Special and uh, <laughs> Southern Strong Style. <laughs> Southern Strong Style. What a match that was. Yes. So let's just, <laughs> let's just stop for one second here. So it starts with Logan Chase, who is now the manager of All-Star Special, Ooh. coming out. He, he rickrolled everybody, first of all. And if you're not yeah. familiar with what being rickrolled is, uh, at least a few years ago when it was a popular thing, a friend or somebody might text you or email you a link, say, oh, this video is hilarious. You got to check it out. You go to click on the link, and it's – it's Rick Astley, never gonna, <laughs> never gonna give you up, or what that's, is it? Yeah, it's one of yeah. my yeah. favorite songs, though. Oh yeah, I love it. Well, I love it became Rick it, it became this like internet meme sensation kind of thing where that it was like a running joke where you got Rickrolled, and so Logan Chase, you know, we always get excited. What's the song gonna be for All Star Special this month? Yeah. You know, they put a dollar in the jukebox. What's it gonna be? Well, he comes out wearing his normal attire which shocked us because we assumed he was going to be you know in a greasy waffle house apron or something and oh, I for it. he comes for out it. and we all got rickrolled <laughs> we're like wait and he's Thanks laughing to the ben hansen ben hansen saved the day he brought us all back to reality of what was really going on and it was great it well, was wonderful depends on your perspective <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i think we can all agree that was the best moment ever <laughs> it was it was pretty wild it was wild it was unforgettable um, in fact i said it on commentary hopefully you don't get too mad at me diana but logan almost tried to kind of match your outfit yeah i know we with the I denim. Wanted, he was doing his thing but i was like you know what i would be great if i could just squat down beside him and he's not noticing and have them like snap a picture or something that would be so good well, well, let's, magic let's back up a second and if you haven't seen it yet this is oh worth boy. checking out iwtv but i'm not even sure what you would call this um so first of all hansen pulled him back in he said no 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 this is not what we agreed to you're not wearing the the outfit the the uniform for the right. also special that you're supposed right. to be wearing pulls him backstage for him to change they come out to a party in the usa which mm -hmm. by the way that was a AC Mac uh, special request. <laughs> um, yes. They come out to that song, and it was like a denim speedo. Like I don't know if it has a name, exactly what you would call it, but whatever it was, it, it was frightening. <laughs> a little bit frightening. Daisy Duke would be upset. These were like yeah, it was yeah. worse than Daisy. Duke no, yeah. Daisy ever. Duke. Daisy Duke would be blushing wearing this. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Was, uh, I don't it was know. I just. Else. It was bad, but I could not stop. Take, I could not like look away. It's like it's it like a like bad a car wreck. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you, mm, yeah, yeah. That's it awesome. is seared into my mind. I yeah. can't get out. I'm crying. <laughs> he has very nice legs. <laughs> I'm sure that's something he's not heard before. Nice. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell if they were like hose or if they were freshly <laughs> yeah. shaved. I, yeah. I well, think I they were pantyhose. Really, I thought there. they were shaved, and I was like, "Dang, you oh, got well. my face!" And I started feeling like I need to go put my pants back on and take my shorts <laughs> away. But then he was like, "Oh, I'm wearing stockings or hose." I'm like, "I need to go get some hose." Mm. <laughs> well, so, I don't know. Hose, yes. Yeah, like like the legs, like the ones that come Stockings, in that egg. Yeah, yeah legs. So if the, uh, that in a while. 
if the entrance wasn't enough, we had uh, a match to get to. There was and, actually a match, right? Right, right. So you had All-Star Special taking on SHW newcomer Southern Strong Style. That was J2 Strong and Proc the Croc Johnston. And uh, those guys, I was impressed. They put up a good, a good uh, debut. However, yes. it wasn't quite enough as uh, All-Star Special was able to pull out the win. But uh, I will say there was a couple times where Logan Chase seemed to interfere with his own team. Did. Yeah, he the did. The team that he was forced to manage, by the way. Yes. yes he totally did. And, and it makes me wonder how dedicated to the cause he really is. And before the night was over, I think we could see, in my opinion, Logan Chase still has his hands floating around in other business. He's not mm -hmm. fully all-star special yet. No, 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 no. But he, he tripped up Hawk and then, you know, mm -hmm. Hanson's reaming him for it. And he's like, what? I don't even like y'all. I have to do this. You mm -hmm. know, so I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So now we see what's up. But mm -hmm. you still can't tell me that he didn't enjoy doing that just a little bit. Well, see, in GB, you kind of alluded to this a little bit on commentary, if my memory serves me correctly. Mm -hmm. But All-Star Special, you would think, would kind of maybe be in line for uh, a shot at the tag titles. And we'll get to that in a second. Something else happened mm -hmm. a little later in the show that kind of gave us that idea. Yeah. And if you're Logan Chase, his whole mentality since he's been here has been that he wants to manage the team that has the gold. Yeah. So if All-Star Special ends up somehow or another becoming the tag team chance, I have a feeling he'll change his tune a little bit. And I, I have a thought that I will share when we get to it a little bit later because All it's right. starting to – yeah, my spidey senses. <laughs> well, and, and in, react, in actuality, on that one, though, if, if they do, I mean, he, it's not like the Honor Society has a combination of anybody right now that can't even consider to be up for the tag championship. Yeah. I mean, Cyrus can't do it alone because it's a tag team. Yeah. That's it. There's no, there's already, is there even an Honor Society anymore? Unless he, do you unless have he, a society of one? I don't know. Unless he pulls a Braun Strowman and pulls like an eight-year-old from the crowd uh, to be his partner. Because Cyrus could take that. on two guys. I could see that happening. He could, he could do uh, that. However, I don't think he could do it against technical excellence. No. Uh, but anywho, we'll, we'll get to that in here in a bit. But moving on to the next match, we had Ben uh, Buchanan taking on Judas in uh, what was a rematch from last November, I believe it was. Um, mm -hmm. Two big old boys. You talk about a hoss fight. I mean, there's not many people – that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe and eyeball-to-eyeball -eyeball with Judas. And people forget just how big Ben Buchanan is. And he gets in there, and he's just matching up toe-to-toe. Strength-wise, they're on the same level. This was another match, by the way, that Todd Sexton had made the stipulation for a Rumble Jack qualifying match. So what were you guys' thoughts on this match? Well, you know, I was, I was definitely for Judas because, I, I mean – Ben just, he's left a bad taste in my mouth when he was beating up on ball. So, I mean, I just, I didn't have anything, anything positive on that side. And um, Jesus is a monster. I mean, he, he is truly a monster. I mean, he, he can, I'd, I'd put him against anybody because he's just that good. But I don't know. It was, it was a great match. I mean, I, Ben did surprise me. He did not back down or, or didn't, you know, waver any because uh, Judas was giving him all he had and he was taking it and giving it right back. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it certainly seemed like the ultimate opportunity for Ben once you added that stipulation in. We talked before about the challenges Ben was having, but it certainly seemed like momentum 
was on Ben's side to get a win and talk about a major upset that would have been, indeed yes. it would have been, uh, said Ben too much. Ben, ben. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> you know, the, the reality of it is it was a fantastic match and Judas did get the win, but I was more surprised about what happened after the match. And that is what people are talking about. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you had Ben Buchanan who, he wasn't just upset that he lost a match. I mean, this guy threw a fit. Now, yeah. the only other guy that I can remember in SHW that threw a bigger hissy fit possibly was Ashton Starr at one point. Um, that guest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, I mean, Ben just threw an outright fit. And not only that, but he reiterated over and over, I quit. I quit SHW. Yeah. I'm going to move on to bigger and better, better things. I'm going to become a superstar. So take that for whatever you think it means. I'm not sure, <clears throat> but he seems to be, you know, we mentioned Danny Jordan earlier. She didn't officially say anything. She just left. What does that mean? Well, Ben Buchanan straight up said, I quit. Mm -hmm. So do, will we see him again? We don't know. Well, when he left, he made sure to come to the commentary booth specifically to say, you will see me again. Yeah. You know, and he gave one of the more coded, veiled messages that we've seen in SHW. He talked about how he's going to a place where the sun always shines, where body fat is 1%, where everybody has all their teeth, which is not a kind thing to say about the people of Canton. I know a lot of people there who have their teeth. Um, you know, so I, it, it was interesting. And then he used that term, he's going to be a superstar, which if you look at his win-loss record, you couldn't necessarily tell. However, in comma, uh, one of the things that we said about Ben a year ago when we first saw him was that this guy has all the promise in the world. He has all the makings of a superstar. He is somebody who in time we will be seeing, you know, on larger stages. Does this mean that this is what we could be looking at. Can you really quit SHW and then be seen other places? It's very, very possible. Where those other places are, I guess time's going to tell. But uh, I did not expect that to be uh, how we would end up seeing Ben Buchanan at SHW 29. That was a shocker. Yeah. And, uh, well... Because, like you said, Judas won that match. So now Judas, we know, is an entrant into the Rumble Jack coming up next month, August 6th. Rumble Jack, a.k.a. SHW30, finally made it to 30. Even though we talked about this before, it's like, oh, we're all the way at 30. Well, we also left, missed six months, five or six months. So we yeah. should be farther. Yeah. But it's still crazy yeah. to think that we're all the way at SHW30. But uh, it is. I believe it was after this match. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. And if not, I'm sure some of our viewers or listeners will correct me. But I think it was after this match where unscheduled, all of a sudden we see Jordan Kingsley come flying through the curtain, but not on his own. He was thrown right. through the curtain right. by uh, Cyrus the Destroyer, who apparently had been backstage and was taking out a little bit of aggression from uh, the loss from last month mm -hmm. and just totally beat down Jordan Kingsley. I'm talking about powerbomb on the apron, uh, multiple huge impact moves in the ring, and just decimating Jordan Kingsley. It was sickening. I mean, seriously, it was definitely a size advantage for Cyrus, a strength advantage for Cyrus. 
and it was, I mean, he was just throwing it around like a rag doll. I mean, I, I was feeling bad for Jordan. I was, I was worried. I mean, I, I have to say, I was on that side of people where he was screaming at Cyrus to stop. You don't have to do this. Why? Why are yeah. you doing this? Yeah. I mean, I was really worried. Well, yeah, you know, uh, one of the things that's interesting to me is what was Cyrus doing there in the first place? Yeah. Right. So let's remember SHW 28, he was scheduled, but apparently had a revolutionary opportunity. He's not scheduled for SHW 29, and then he shows up and he shows up specifically to beat up Jordan Kingsley. Why would he do that? Cyrus lost nothing at SHW 28. He didn't lose the merch money. After all, he was at a revolutionary opportunity. Mm -hmm. So why would he be present at SHW 29 and we only see him come out and beat up Jordan Kingsley? My thought is, remember, Cyrus is the personal instrument of destruction for one Logan Chase. I believe Logan Chase is double dipping. I believe Logan is doing what he has to do with All-Star Special, mm -hmm. what he wants to do with Cyrus. He's still getting revenge. And I think before it's all over, we could see a revamped honor society. Mm. New members, you think? I think I'll explain my theory a little later. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, okay. moving on, this was uh, the next match was a big tag team match that a lot of folks were looking forward to. This match already had a big stipulation in place going into the show, so we knew about this. I'm talking about Ashton Starr, Zicky Dice, teaming up against Owen Knight and, Ashton, and uh, AC Mack. Now, the stipulation was whoever took the pinfall in this match would automatically be ineligible for the Rumble Jack. Mm. That person's partner would then have to become the number one entrant into the dreaded number one entrance mm. into the Rumble Jack. Mm -mm -mm. Unfortunately for Owen and AC Mack, Mack took the pinfall, which shocked mm. me because I can't shocked imagine the Rumble Jack without Mack in it. Now, right. I, let me rewind. He, he was not in the very first one, but that's because he was, he, was, he was the champ. Mm -hmm. But he was at least there. He sat in commentary and called the, show, called the match with us. Mm -hmm. And... So, and then of course he was in the next one last year. He was the number one entrant coincidentally. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's not going to be in it at all kind of blows my mind a little bit. And of course I feel bad for Owen because Owen didn't even take the pinfall nope. <laughs> yet. He's got to go number one here in this match mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. rumble Jack. So uh, your I'm thoughts on this tag team match. Well, you know who my picks were, you know, I have, we all have, have beef with Ashton and Zicky's such a, he loves to pick on me and, I don't like it too much, but um, I don't know. I didn't see AC and uh, and Owen coming out on, on the on the losing end of this one. I I, I knew with all my heart they were going to take them out, and yeah, I was shocked. I didn't I didn't want to have to say AC is not going to be in there. I didn't want to have to announce that. I didn't want to look at them in the face and say that. It was hard. Uh, Owen, I think he can do it. I think he can still come out on top even though he is number one entrant, but um, it's going to be tough. You don't have to dig deep. But, uh, yeah, Zicky and uh, Ashton was definitely not in my pick. Yeah, you know, I am just shocked, for yeah. lack of a better word. I mean, like, shock and awe is probably a really good 
statement when we think about what happened here because it, it just, I didn't see this coming. It no. was one of those kind of impossible situations, right? Like I couldn't see the Rumble Jack without any of the four of those competitors. Yeah, All four of them are top stars in SHW. And if you think about what's happened with AC Mack, he, with the exception of one match or so, he's pretty much been on a huge winning streak in SHW. It just seemed as though a title run was in the cards for AC Mack. Right. It just made sense. And considering he was number one last year, it was clear he was going to do everything he could to not be number one this year. Same thing for Owen Knight, who was, again, in the final two of the Rumble Jack last year. You just think to yourself, wow, there's no way that those guys are going to lose this match. And it was some chicanery that happened for sure. Uh, a great tag team match, but lots of questions now. What does Owen Knight do? I mean, like, you've got to train completely different when you're number one yeah. versus when you're number 30. And right. right now, we don't know all of the competitors that are in there. Even if we did, you don't have a long time to train for, you know, the first uh, Friday in August. It's just a couple of weeks away. Yeah. And the endurance level you have to have for that. And we'll talk about the Rumble Jack rules in a little bit, but. This is not what Owen Knight had in mind. And uh, if you think about how his 2021 started, you know, it looked like he was going to start at the top and he kind of got screwed. And you could argue to some degree he kind of got screwed, not necessarily by AC Mack, but more so by Zicky Dice and Guest. So this is going to be a very interesting scenario for the Rumble Jack, but I just, I'm shocked. I am shocked. I cannot believe that AC Mack will not be in the Drumble Jack, and that Owen Knight will be number one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, That's the only time you don't want to be number one, right? <laughs> correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, before uh, we get into the next match, we actually, a video was shown uh, to the crowd there in the action building about an entrant into the Rumble Jack, a guy who's never been in SHW before. He'll be making his debut in the Rumble Jack match. Uh, GB, you and I are pretty familiar with him. Diana, yes. you might be as well because he started to make his rounds around yeah. the Georgia indie scene lately. I'm talking about Carly Bravo, uh, mm -hmm. a graduate of the Nightmare Factory and uh, very talented individual, one of the yeah. top guys in his class and doing big things in a few other promotions right now. Uh, he's been on AEW a number of times. So I'm excited to see him make his debut Definitely. at the Rumble Jack. Definitely. And what kind of statement would that be? to come in your very first night in the promotion and win the Rumble Jack and become the number one contender. That would be nuts. So, and also, quick reminder, don't forget, last month we were uh, we found out it was going to be Tank that right. was going to be an entrant. So right. there's a couple of uh, entrants right there, Tank and uh, Carly Bravo, both making their SHW debuts in the Rumble Jack match. So should be exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a big night. It, yeah. It's going to be big a night. very big night. And I, I would just say – Expect the unexpected. I think if 2021 yeah. has shown us anything, it's that anything can happen. Who would have thought that a newcomer to SHW would upend the queen of SHW? How many new people have come in and tried to do that yeah. and did it in dominating fashion? So I just think never say never 
Uh, Carly Bravo is a guy that the second I saw him, I'm like, he is a star. Yeah. Uh, he's a star. He was uh, one of the top competitors in, again, the Nightmare Factory first class. Um, and he won that main event, actually. If you guys go back and watch that on YouTube, he's been all over the place. He's a rising star. And a spot like SHW is the premier place for someone like Carly Bravo. And I'm telling you, we this may not be the last we see of Carly Bravo. And it's very possible that Carly Bravo could walk out of the Rumble Jack as the number one contender to the SHW Championship. The streets would be talking. Trust me on that one. Wouldn't, would they? That, wouldn't that be something? Would. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Well, let's talk about this uh, tag team title match. We had technical mm -hmm. excellence, uh, Chip Day, Kyle Matthews, of course, who, you know, we've said before, I can envision them going on a very long championship yeah. reign. Uh, I, I don't know who could take it from them, but I'd be shocked if it's anytime soon. Mm -hmm. uh, but we did have this new tag team making their debut, uh, Renegades of Flight. That's uh, Kincaid and Facade. Now, mm -hmm. we'd heard a little bit about these guys. Uh, pretty good following on the independent scene been around for a number of years and very very talented and very. i was impressed with what i saw yes. uh, sleazy e was her manager coming out on the wheels and getting yeah. involved actually at one point trying to run over i think it was uh kyle matthews he, over kyle. he run him over yeah yeah i mean they were you know some underhanded tactics doing what they could to come in there and make a statement on their very first night if they would have so won the title. you don't get a titles. name like sleazy e by being nice True. Exactly. Okay. Very true. But what do you guys think of these these uh, newcomers? I thought I thought it was a great match. Yeah. Um, yes. And I was just there were a few times where I thought, oh my gosh, these guys are coming in on the first night, mm -hmm. and they're going to walk out of here tag team champs. It was close. I mean, I I was impressed. I mean, you know, last last show, I I didn't know anything. I couldn't even remember their names. Whatever. I mean, I, I learned quick. I learned yes. quick to keep my eye up and uh and uh, figure out who these guys are because they, they definitely got – they have technical moves. They have some stuff I've never, ever seen before. And, um, yeah, they took Kyle and Chip to the limit. And, um, yeah, like you said, I was – a couple of times I was like, holy – on the seat, on the edge of my seat hitting Zach, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what's happening, you know? So, yeah, when they didn't – they didn't pull it off, but thankfully, you know, I still – still Chip and Kyle girl, but uh, yeah, they did have me worried for a minute. They, they're pretty awesome. They're a pretty awesome team. You know, I think technical excellence has done something that no other team, no slight to any other team, has done with the SHW Tag Team Championships. They have really elevated the worth of that championship. Yes. You know, there's a statement that, you know, sometimes it's the men who make the titles or the titles who make the men. And I think in this case, these guys are making the titles. Yes. You know, they've already, they're super decorated without tag team gold, but with tag team gold and the quality and caliber of matches they're having and the opponents that they're facing, they are elevating the SHW Tag Team Championships to, the, to be the premier tag team title yes. in independent wrestling. And that's a major, major move, a major statement. Now, a team like Facade and Kincaid, I think if we had a different set of tag team champions, they would have walked out with the titles. They were oh. that good. I mean, yeah, I agree. They, they could not be denied. 
Um, so that says a lot about technical excellence. I hope we get to see the Renegades of Flight again. And based on the way they left, seems like we might. Yeah. Uh, they kind of, they just went after the tech champs. <laughs> they attacked them. Yeah. They did. And, you know, we, we kind of alluded to this earlier. Who comes out to make the save? All-star. All-star special. Mm-hmm. As they make the save, they also picked up the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked at them for a second, and then handed them back to Kyle and Chip. Mm-hmm. So there you go, All Star Special in line for the titles. We shall see. And again, like I said, if they end up winning the tag titles, I guarantee you, Logan Chase will immediately change his tune and be like, "Oh yeah, these are mm-hmm. my guys." Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, w- earlier we talked about Danny Jordan, Rekatahaka, 90 seconds, whatever it was, somewhere around there. A very short match, a shocking match. Well, and- wait, wait, wait. wait. Hope, oh, okay. Before we get there, I want to put a pin in that because I want to okay. go back to this all-star special thing. Sure, sure. Because I saw some things. They had a different twinkle in their eye when they grabbed those tag team championships. Yeah. And so it made me wonder, you know, think about this. This is an interesting challenge, I think, for them. They are beloved by the fans right now. Mm-hmm. And all the re- you know, they've proven their worth. There's no doubt about it. They are undefeated as a tag team in SHW. So are they in line for the tag team titles? Absolutely. What are they willing to do, though, to become tag team champions? That's another story, and I don't know. I just maybe I saw too deep into it, but it looked as though they'd be willing to do almost anything. Think about this they are very interested in being the number one tag team in all of Georgia wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. In fact, I saw on the socials that Huckabee was even asking, Can a tag team? be voted as wrestler of the year he's very interested in that now they could do what they want i think that there's argument certainly i think when we start talking tag team of the year when we get to that voting place whenever that may happen Mm -hmm. i think the two tag teams you have to look at are all-star special and technical excellence Mm -hmm. i think there are two different reasons why they both could be considered tag team of the year with that said uh, what will our all-star special do to become tag team champions? And is this a time where Logan Chase starts influencing them? It's a good point. That's a question. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you this, when you get the tag titles, I'm not going to say you don't need that merch money, but tag team gold comes with a little extra in the paycheck. So yeah. there's a possibility that they could, I don't know. I don't know. I'm intrigued to see where this goes for sure. And a tag match between those two could be very interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I'm curious to see who the fans might lean towards because you have two very fan favorite teams right there. Yes. Technical yes. excellence. Yes. And I, it's even hard for me to judge who's more popular with the fans. Right. Yeah. Because technical excellence is up there. We know all-star special yes. is up yes. there. Yes. So, could be very, very they love them for different reasons. Yo, yeah. So definitely. be very interesting. Very interesting for sure. Two so, of my 
Yeah, yes. they're two of our favorites. I mean, I think ours as well. All the fans. I mean, you know, I look forward to the All Star Special coming out every show. I love that whole entrance. I mean, I, I live for it. And, but you know, I'm I'm joking. I'm in a Chip and Kyle though. I mean, I'm, this yeah. is like you said, I love them for two completely different reasons. But yeah. I don't know. If they, if they end up winning something. the tag titles, do you think their their next song that they come out to would be Queen? Right, We Are the Champions. <laughs> it would make sense to me. And all you know, that's one that a lot of fans know. I think that would be a good yeah. song. Mm-hmm. We'll keep on fighting. Anyway, till the end. Just saying. <laughs> I'm sure that's already crossed their mind. Um, oh god. It, it could be their exit song as they were going back. Never it could know. be. It could be. That too. <laughs> so we shall see. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, we talked about uh, a short match mm-hmm. in the Wreck of Danny match, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay. There's a one short match of the night. Like, I didn't expect to see anything like that again throughout the rest of this card. Yeah. And then we get an even shorter match when, you, when it came to Gunnar Miller and Corey Hollis. Now, this was a match, too, that had been building and building and building for months, highly anticipated. And I still don't think this feud is over. No. Not, yet, not yet by a long shot, as Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin might say. Yeah. But uh, it shocked us all at how quick this match ended. And you want to describe a little bit of how it went down and shocked the entire crowd? Absolutely. I mean, again, we knew that it was going to be a barn burner. We knew that this wasn't going to be a technical masterpiece because these two guys hate each other. And it was every bit of a brawl, you know. But certainly it looked like Gunnar Miller was about to wipe the floor up with with Corey Hollis as he went for his traditional game-changing spear which is usually mm-hmm. followed by a jackhammer and he speared him, but he never really got up. And we no. started wondering, you know, what, what, what happened? Did he knock himself out by hitting his head on the ground? Like what on earth is going on here? Only to find out that literally a couple seconds later, Corey Hollis turns him over, pins him clean for the one, two, three, like Proof positive that there are no bathroom breaks in SHW. True. Because if you got up to go to the concession stand or whatever, you probably dropped your hot dog. Like, mm-hmm. what in the world, right? So we find out afterwards that Corey Hollis had a steel plate under his shirt to, I guess, shield him from the spear, which I just, you know, I've said this before. We may not like him, but Corey Hollis is as cerebral as they come in SHW. He has done all sorts of crazy things. And I wondered, like, was Judas going to be out there with him? Like, was he going to actually have help? I just couldn't believe that this went down. I, I, I was in complete shock yet again. I, I was, it was totally unexpected. I mean, yeah. ne- Corey, like you said, has done some underhanded you know, these little things, but I would have never in a million years guessed that he would have had a bulletproof vest to say to speak, you know, to, to stop him. And I keep doing that to stop him from, you know, getting speared by Gunner. But um, I don't know. I, I, I was kind of hoping towards the end, I was like, Gunner's supposed to get up and this is not going to be a three count. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Didn't happen that way. I was completely shocked. He completely. was out. I mean, he yeah. was out. He was, yeah, he yeah. was gone. We were like, what's happening here? Corey Hollis hit him with the breastplate of righteousness. Like, what in the <laughs> world, sir? Right. What are you doing? I, I just, it was, I, I, my mind was blown, and I just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. No. I couldn't believe it. 
Bill. So, what's like that, I said, that? I, that, that can't be over. That can't be the end of that feud Mm-mm. between those two guys. It's, I, no. I don't know what's going to happen next. We but I know that just and you saw when Gunner was like slowly coming to, like he's trying right. to figure out wait, what happened and kind of, right. you know, throwing, shoving people away. Like right. once he figured out what actually happened, you know, he was irate backstage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And exactly. it's going to be just like it already was leading up to this past match. Anything it takes, he's going to get his hands on Corey Hollis once yeah, again. Absolutely. And absolutely. Uh, we'll see where it goes from here, but moving on. The big main event of the night, mm. SHW title match, the highly anticipated Joe Black after relinquishing the title last December, uh, never lost it, had to relinquish it due to injury. He was told at that time, whenever you're healthy, whenever you're back, you get your shot whenever you want it. Well, SHW 29 was the night he wanted that shot. And uh, we saw some really, really, really good video packages that were put together leading up to SHW 29 and man I gotta tell you and I think 99.9% of the people in that building and the 0.1% being David Ali and that's it but 99.9% of the people in that building I thought were uh, Joe Black was gonna walk away yeah uh, the two-time SHW Mm -hmm. champion Mm -hmm. I was shocked Mm -hmm. again as I was all night. A lot of shocking moments. A lot of uh, hot dog dropping moments. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I will have to say this, though. And, and since Joe's been back, he's had like three, three showings, two matches and, and one showing maybe. Mm-hmm. I can't help but to, to uh, see he is favoring that leg. Hmm. He favored it coming down the stairs. He favored well, da- it. David went right after it too, man. Oh he yeah. Target. So maybe, maybe he, maybe he saw what I saw because I'm thinking I would have, I would have probably done the same thing. That was the weak spot. He's, was he a hundred percent? Was he really a hundred percent? Was he ready to come back and take on David, who's larger than life right now? Not just his ego, but his ability, his his running for wrestler of the year. I mean, everything that Joe has been, David's kind of in that spot right now. You know. Uh-huh. Was he ready, seriously ready to come back and, and take that on? I mean, I have no question he has the ability and the might and the will and, you know, mentality to come back and do that. But was he really 100% ready to come back and take that title from David Ali? It's very interesting because we talked about that on commentary that, you know, does this mean that Joe Black came back too soon? That's one thing. But the other thing is this is not the same David Ali that Joe Black left to. You know, uh, Joe Black, David Ali, December 2020, much different result, you know. Uh, But at this point, we are looking at a completely different animal in David Ali. David Ali continues his historic reign with the most successful title defenses of any SHW champion in history, which is crazy. As of right now, 217 days as SHW champion. And it's unbelievable. When he won that title in December of 2020, I don't think any of us thought that as of right now, we would still be talking about David Ali 
as your SHW champion. And it's scary to me because it's as though he just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Yeah. It's still my favorite call of all time when he won the title. <laughs> GB. No! No, because in my mind of all of the possibilities in that match, yeah. you know, and there were six amazing people in that match. I just, that was the last person that I, I expected, not because of his ability, but because of what I saw that meaning for SHW. To yeah. have somebody who calls themselves a savior now with all of that power, now he has the wins, now he has history on his side. And so this is now a scary scenario because who's left for David Ali right now? Yeah. He has beaten the upper echelon of SHW. Joe Black has been considered unbeatable in SHW. It's a very rare moment that his shoulders are pinned to the mat. And he, in this case, his shoulders weren't. Instead, he passed out. Like, I, I just, I, it, it just, it blew my mind. I never thought we would see that uh, happen at all. So David Ali is... And I, I hate admitting this. He's in a class all by himself right now. And I don't know what it's going to take or who it's going to take to knock him off of his throne. Yeah. 217 days and counting. And uh, he's about two weeks away from officially being the longest reigning champion. And that's, you know, I mean, there's, some, there's the asterisk by the whole pandemic time in terms of time we were off. Well, these 217 days have been active days as champion for yeah. David Ali. There's so much to be said for that. And I, it's, it's very clear. He's not always been very kind to me. He's never been kind to me. What am I talking about? Um, you know, but I got to recognize what he has accomplished. It is history in the making. Yeah. And there are those who, you know, don't necessarily agree with uh, some of the views I have about David Ali, but uh, regardless of their opinions, David Ali is without question the front runner for wrestler of the year in 2021. If no you are the longest reigning champion in the number one promotion with the most title defenses, hello, saints and friends. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, I, and, and, and I don't know. Like, I don't know who beats David Ali at this point. And I don't know what it takes to beat David Ali. You know, he's gone against monsters. He's gone against rivals. He's gone against the unbeatable. He's found a way. So, yeah. and he gets better. Yeah. What, what can you say? Uh, well, I do know who's next for David Ali. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But let's finish out the show here. Oh. because. It didn't just end when Joe Black passed out. You know, he, he got busted open. There was some blood loss there. He was in that submission hold, uh, and, and he never tapped, mm -hmm. but he passed out. The referee had no choice but to call the match. Yeah. Uh, so David retains. In comes, through the crowd, somebody that I did not expect at all to see at SHW 29. No. After Logan Creed had got busted in the head by a flaming barbed wire bat right in the head, I, I was like, well, he'll be out for a while, seemingly. No, he comes through the crowd, all bandaged up, where he'd gotten busted with that flaming bat. 
and seemingly to go right after David Ali. David Ali, of course, hightails it. And next thing we know, everybody gets shocked when he takes down Joe Black. Mm-hmm. And, and then all the people start coming to the ring, like security from the back, some of the wrestlers from the back. He starts taking out everybody. Dylan brings out Brooklyn, Logan's wife, to try to talk some sense into him, calm him down. Because at this point, I'm thinking, okay, he's still very upset about what happened with David Ali. He's taking out his frustrations on everybody and, you know, try to talk some sense into him. Dylan gets in the ring. And then Brooklyn got on the mic trying to calm him down at first. And then all of a sudden, she said what she said and, like, snapped her fingers, and he turns on Dylan. Mm. They were t- Sunny Days and Logan Creed formed the tag team Fear. They've been here since the beginning of SHW. You know, they've been a dominant tag team. And for Logan to turn and attack Dylan, and not just attack him, but wrap the chain around his neck, Mm. stomp Mm. his head into the mat. I mean, it was brutal. And Brooklyn, you know, had put this, gave him that mask. He puts this mask on. Like, he's a completely different person now. I didn't know what to make of it. I, I we were shocked at the commentary booth and Diana, I'm sure you were too. The crowd was, oh, yeah. we didn't know I what think, to make it. What was happening? I think Logan's gone. I think, think Logan Creed is no more. And whatever this character is that was in that ring that destroyed everybody that came out there. It was nowhere. To, I saw so close face to face before I got out of the oh. way. The look in those eyes were there was no more Logan. There's no more Logan. He, it and, scared me. And when he took that bandage off to, to put the mask on. Yeah. And I don't know how quick, I don't know if our cameras, how well they caught it, but he had this gruesome like burn mark from where the mm-hmm. flaming barbed wire bat had hit him. Mm-hmm. And then he covered it up with that, that mask. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was very nervous for your well being, Diana, because he was hitting everything that moved. Yeah. And when he came your direction, I was like, oh, God, no. Oh, oh God, no. I didn't, no. I didn't know. I mean, normally if he's, if Logan is in his rage, I could, I still feel like I could be okay in that vicinity. But at that particular time, I was nowhere near him. He made a beeline towards me. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, it shook me up. It scared me. I couldn't get away from him fast enough. Yeah. And uh, of course, we had bodies all over the floor. I was either going to mm-hmm. step on them, step over them, or fall down with them. Luckily, I was I cleared them, but yeah. and then to see Brooklyn just standing there, just laughing about how he's just become this big chaos of of destruction. I guess I don't know what you would call him, whatever he's going by. I don't know, but she was eating it up and loving it, and I didn't know what to think. I'm I'm just trying to hide myself behind a pole. Maybe he won't see me because I don't want him coming yeah. after me. Yeah. You know, I mean, it freaked me out, scared me. I don't see how, I don't know. It's not just the mask. It's, it's a, you can see something in his eyes. And, and I blame scary. David Ali for this. You know, yeah. everything That's David Ali. That's just more Ali power t- he has, right? And more power. There was a point when David Ali was standing on the stage watching Logan Creed, and he had this pretty sick smirk on his face. And I don't know if there's a connection or if this is just the impact that he had on Logan Creed, but it was a scary moment. And I just, 
you know, we were somewhat speechless because we couldn't believe what we were seeing. We could not believe Logan Creed would turn on Joe Black, would turn on Dylan, you know, for all they've accomplished. They've been the only ones to get a pinfall on David Ali since David Ali has been champion. So they've accomplished something very, very special to only have that same David Ali now poison the mind of Logan Creed. It is a shocking moment, and we don't know what's next or what that means for SHW at this point. Nobody is safe. We're not safe. Nobody is safe from Logan Creed or whatever he's morphed into. This is not the same guy. who was the SHW champion. This is not the same guy who has been beloved by fans all over SHW. There is something different. And the fact that Brooklyn Creed is aligning herself with this, I I don't know. I mean, she was clearly in on it. Uh, Clearly. You know, she looked like she was trying to talk him off the ledge. And then then all of a sudden she changed her tune. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. It was yeah. absolutely insane. And, uh, yeah, we don't know where he goes from here, what that means for SHW going <laughs> forward. But uh, we do know that August 6th, SHW mm-hmm. 30, also known as the third annual Rumble Jack. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very excited, of course, coming out of SHW 29. We've got at least seven that we know of and, and more that are on the way, uh, yeah. some that uh, throughout the upcoming weeks. We're going to find out some more, but uh, let's mention the ones coming out of SHW 29. You had uh, Kingsley, you yeah. had Judas, you had Owen Knight, mm-hmm. you had Star, Zicky Dice, and then, of course, we talked about Carly Bravo was announced in last month or two months ago at this point. Uh, Tank. Tank. Tank was announced. That's right. There's 07. Um, and then I mentioned earlier, you, you talked about who was going to be next for David Ali. Well, we saw this video earlier this week that happened backstage. Yeah. Of course, we mentioned Jordan Kingsley had been attacked by Cyrus out in the ring. Brutal attack. Makes his way backstage. Todd Sexton goes back there to check on him, see how he's doing. I mean, he's all sorts of banged up. Mm-hmm. And then walks David Ali. Well, Todd Sexton, who we found out is going to be somewhat of an authority figure uh, in SHW, he's already shaking things up because now – He's made a title match between mm-hmm. David Ali and Jordan Kingsley at the Rumble Jack. Mm-hmm. So that means that means that Kingsley is going to get a title match. And whether he wins or loses, well, I guess if he loses, he's already entered into the Rumble Jack. If he were to win, there would be no need for him to be in the Rumble Jack. Right. So it's just a crazy turn of events there. Now, here's the other thing. Typically... And I could be wrong because I have not seen the layout of the match card yet. But typically, the Rumble Jack match ends the show. Mm-hmm. In any other circumstance, a championship match for the SHW title would end the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming the way this is going to work is that that title match between Kingsley and Ali will take place before the Rumble Jack. Mm-hmm. But that means, like I said, if Kingsley loses, he still gets to go to the Rumble Jack and has right. an opportunity. Another opportunity. To get a shot at the title. It's yeah. just a crazy turn of events there. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy turn of events. And here's my thought on it. You know, you just never know how one night or one moment can change your life. 
right. I hearken back to December the 6th or 7th, 2020, excuse me, 2019. You know, this guy has had a really rough day and he's coming in to be a part of the SHW faithful. And he gets met at the door and asked a question that would change his life. And that question is, hey, do you want to do commentary tonight? Right? It only <laughs> takes one moment to right. change the trajectory of your life. That same night, a certain announcer of the year finds herself auditioning to yes. become the voice, the announcer for SHW. That all happened in the same night, folks. Same night. Only takes one night to change your life. And for all of the bad fortune that Jordan Kingsley has had, all of the time with Logan Chase, all of the challenges that he has had, he now gets a one-on-one -on -one match for the SHW championship. It doesn't matter whether or not it makes sense to people. Here's what you do understand. We all have been waiting for that phone call. We all have been waiting for that email. We all have been waiting for that seemingly chance meeting with that person that can give us the opportunity to change our lives. Todd right. Sexton did that for Jordan Kingsley. Jordan Kingsley could walk out of the Rumble Jack with a better spot than what he thought he was going in with. He thought he was going in to fight 30 men potentially to get a shot at the title. He's bypassed that now. He could leave the Rumble Jack as the SHW champion. Who can't relate to that? I can certainly relate to it. I'm living it, and I'm on the podcast now because right? of one person making that move. So for Jordan Kingsley, this is without Logan Chase. This is without any other member of the Honor Society. He was in the right place at the right time, and all he needs is three good seconds, and he could be the king of SHW and do what nobody else has managed to do. I think this is an amazing opportunity for Jordan Kingsley. He's got to get Cyrus out of his mind. He's got to yeah. get Logan Chase out of his mind. This is the thing he's been waiting for. And when he was on the podcast several months ago, he talked about wanting a shot at the SHW championship. You finally got your wish. Man, you better go for the fences. Actually, he's got two opportunities at that title. In theory, yes, he does. Yes. I mean, he's got that one-on-one. -on -one, and if that doesn't work, he's got the one-on-thirty. But still. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you got to get through you what know. you get through, but you have that opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could turn out to be the dark horse here and, and actually pull this thing off. And we yeah. talked about earlier, David Ali has gotten through monsters. He's gotten through the unbeatable. Mm -hmm. uh, he's gotten through mm -hmm. uh, rivals like Owen Knight at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Uh, he's gotten through all these guys yeah. who we didn't think he could get through. And mm -hmm. I mean, this could be something crazy that nobody would expect that Jordan yeah. Kingsley turns out to be the guy to take the title off of him. Do you remember that year when the New Orleans, pa New Orleans, excuse me, the New England Patriots uh, went to the Super Bowl and they were undefeated? Oh, yeah. And they yeah. had the opportunity to be like the only other undefeated team besides the Miami Dolphins back in the 70s to literally win the championship undefeated. Yeah. And they took on a team that just barely made it in. They were like barely even, barely a 500 team who got in on the wild card and by an off chance made it to the Super Bowl. And they ended up being the team to knock off the undefeated. 
listen, it's sometimes the unexpected people that come in and they can match up well and right. Nobody saw the Atlanta Hawks getting as far as they got in right. the NBA final, or you know, in the NBA playoffs and things. These things can happen. And Jordan Kingsley could have the number of the champion. And listen, we'd be talking about the entire complexion of SHW yes. could change with a moment like this. So, That's right. I, you know, I'm rooting for the underdog simply because he's an underdog and I see myself in him. There you go. <laughs> Very good. And I don't know Very if uh, you guys have seen this movie, but I, it was one of my favorites growing up called Angels in the Outfield. And there's a little yes. kid in the movie called JP. And he yeah. always says, hey, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen. And that's it exactly what I think when it comes to Jordan Kingsley. Mm. Hey, don't count him out. It could happen. Never count him out. Absolutely. Oh, it could happen. And you could come watch it happen uh, August Bye. 6th, SHW 30, yes. also known as the third annual SHW Rumble Jack. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Rumble Jack is always one of our biggest shows of the year. You never know who's going to show up. And, you know, you saw a post, uh, you guys saw it too, I'm sure. Uh, on SHW's social media uh, last week or maybe earlier this week where they said, we're still not sure if we're going to stop at 30. And Gary even said it when he was out in the ring. He makes, they may go to 40 competitors. I mean, it could, who knows? Mm -hmm. We don't know who all is going to show up. Uh, we've yeah. seen a few that have been announced already, yeah. but, uh, and of course we'll announce some more in the, in the next couple of weeks, but uh, it's going to be awesome. And you never know who's going to show up at SHW. Mm -hmm. We say it every single month. Every single month. What's well, gonna be awesome, man? I just can't wait. It's right around the corner. Yeah, Rumble Jack. So yeah, it's very close. Very, very, very excited. Can't wait. Very excited. Uh, but we will be back next week to talk to you a little bit more and pump you up a little bit more for the Rumble Jack. We'll know a little bit more about the entrance, about who all's gonna be in there. And uh, but until then, by the way. Forgive me for the raspy voice. I barely made it through this whole thing. I wasn't sure if I would. You sound great. You did but fine. I feel like fine. I just called a crazy SHW show, and I'm barely <laughs> hanging in there. Yeah. But, hey, until next week, thank you guys for listening. This has been SHW. This is our wrestling.